we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. And we got a special guest host. And you better keep that same energy all morning. What same that energy? That same flirting energy you be doing what with me. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play dumb now. Play clueless now, King. You just want to make me jealous. Him? You. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, Gia Casey, is here. Drop hey, a bomb. Thank you. Yeah. Same thing agenda. Hello, 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 beautiful people. <laughs> That's right. And today, our uh, book is released. The paperback to our book is being released today. Yes, okay. Real Life, Real Love. That's right. So you can pick it up at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, or wherever you purchase your books at. Uh, some of the spots are in, actually, the airport, too. So a okay. couple of spots in the airport as well. So It's a national bestseller. That's right. So hey. if, if you're out and about, definitely go pick up the book. How you feeling getting up this early? 
I wasn't happy about how early I had to get up to get ready, if I'm being honest. It's normal, though, right? Because the kids got to get up for school, right? No, I slept for one hour Damn. last night between getting the kids wrangled and getting ready to come here. Okay. Yeah, I slept for one hour. So if my eyes are a little red, that's the reason. Just, just uh, smoke some slurred. And, and smoke some weed. <laughs> and be It'll balance it out. put me in an even worse situation. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now, today, of course, we got front page news. We got to talk about Don Lemon. He was fired. Tucker Carlson, he was fired too. But Rick Ross did offer Don Lemon a job, and we'll talk about that in the rumors. And also, we have a special guest joining us, Marion Williamson. Marion Williamson is running for president. Uh, she has a lot to say because uh, the Democrats won't even do, or the DNC won't even do a primary for Democrats. Right. So she's upset about that. And this is the third she time. she should be. That's the third time she's running, right? Uh, probably. I remember two, though. I only remember two. But I'm, she might have ran it another time. I don't know. Okay. All right. I so, just remember 2020. All right. So we'll get into all that. Of course, next we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. She'll be breaking down everything that we're discussing. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Gia here today. Morning, babe. How you doing? Good. 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 And now let's get into some front page news. Hey, Teslin Figaro. Good morning, Breakfast Club family. The Hood Whisperer, Teslin Figaro is here. <laughs> Give us some of that cable news tea, Tess. Bef- Build that cable yes, news honey. tea. Wait, wait, before oh. we do, let's do, let me do some quick sports. <laughs> that tea is hot, ain't it? <laughs> yes, it's hot. The Lakers beat the Grizzlies 117-111, and the Heat beat the Bucks 119-114. They came back, they were down like over 20, and Jimmy Butler had 56. And, and LeBron James is the oldest player uh, ever in NBA history to have 20 points and over 20 rebounds. Dylan Brooks called that man old. And he busted his ass. And, and ain't showed up. Since <laughs> bust his ass. up three one. That's right. Since that young man called that OGO. And we got to congratulate to Aimi Yadoka. Did I say that right? No, I don't know. No, <laughs> don't ask me. Well, of course, you know he was right. released from the Boston Celtics. He got a new job. He's going to be the head coach of the Houston Rockets. So, okay. congratulations to Aimi Aimi Yadoka. Did I say that right? Aimi Yadoka. I was close. Now let's jump right into it, Tess. Yes, honey. So I need y'all to get y'all fans out, honey, because this is cable news tea. So I'm going to do. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't feel much hospitality in the room. You ain't got a fan? Where is my honorary fan? Well, you can get Flame Moreau. Fl- Flame is naked on well, that fan. You're already a queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need this to give off queen energy. Yeah, we turn to the queens. Okay. Yes, honey. We got to do the C and E with the T with this, honey. I don't get a chance to do T, so let me get into it, honey. So. Mm. Yesterday, there was a cable news shakeup that shocked America. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who hosts the most popular show on cable news, drawing three million viewers per night, was fired from Fox News, allegedly with no notice. And Don Miller was fired. Don Lemon was fired from CNN, allegedly with no notice after working at CNN for 17 years. Now, sources say that Tucker was allegedly fired for making disparaging remarks about women. His pending lawsuit with his former producer, mm-hmm. January 6th conspiracies, honey, and text messages revealed during the Dom- uh, Dominion settlement against Fox News. Now, Don Lemon says that he wasn't given any notice and that he found out through his agent. But CNN said, honey, that was fake news and it was inaccurate and that they did offer him a chance to meet with management. But he decided to get on Twitter and make a statement. 
Now, in Don's case, uh, sources say that it's been a long record, honey, of diva-like behavior, such as refusing to attend pre-production rehearsals for CNN this morning because he was upset that he was not the center of the show. They said that he did not want to share equal hosting duties with uh, Puppy Harlow, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. And sources also say, honey, that he became upset when he was informed that he was not going to be able to drink alcohol on the set of CNN's New Year's Eve telecast. <laughs> that would be a deal breaker for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, okay. That'd be a deal breaker, honey. I need to hear the fans popping. Where's the fans popping? I'm right here. I'm, t- I'm, I'm just waving. I'm just waving. It's too hot. I got to stay cool. Okay. I'll just, and be, then, I'll just be hot over here. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, honey, you know he made recent comments about Nikki Haley uh, saying that she was not in her prime, honey. Basically, he called her old. And then shortly after that, he made statements. Uh, uh, Variety came out with an article That's saying right. about his history of his misogyny, honey. So now the Internet, you know, they are making up reasons back so and forth, honey. You know, the, the, of course, the Internet know everything. And so they said that the Internet, honey, said that the reason why he was fired was also because of his on-air exchange with Republican presidential candidate V. Vivek Ramaswamy, take a listen. The part that I find insulting is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the, the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate without me regarding views, you as a black man, insulting that but you're me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, we whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm what it's like to to be black Whatever America. ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this on debate. The content should, of the ideas. Do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair think, way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Okay? It, with, we appreciate you coming on. With thank due respect, Don, I look and forward to continuing that conversation. We'll thank continue you. the conversation. Thank, thank you. you so much. Tez, I'm glad you gave all that, all that information because if people think that is the reason Don Lemon got fired, then they haven't been paying attention. Like, Don Lemon got fired because of that Variety article that came out. Mm-hmm. And the headline said uh, they was exposed his alleged misogyny at CNN. And it, it talks mm-hmm. about malicious texts he sent women and mocking female co-workers mm-hmm. and diva-like behavior. Which, yeah, people, like open people, So he disrespected Nancy Grace uh, on the air and Soledad O'Brien during meetings and Soledad actually spoke in the article, mm-hmm. right? And they said he yelled at his co-host, Caitlin Collins, and the comments about Nikki Haley, like Ted said. So, And that article spoke to 12 former colleagues who didn't paint the best picture of the brother. So if you're saying Don got fired for that clip, you haven't been paying attention. Wow. All right. Well, honey, and, and, we don't and, see. Oh, go ahead, Ted. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and Fox, Fox lost $787 million in a lawsuit. Yep. A lot of more and, people going to be gone. Exactly. And took a huge hit to their credibility. You know some heads going to roll when you lose that kind of money. Yeah, but that, isn't that one of their biggest shows, though? Or like yeah. Ted, like Ted said, though, Tucker Carlson yeah. being sued by a former producer for sexism and mm-hmm. harassment. So that's going to cost them more money. So a big fish got to go. Mm. In a yeah, situation yeah, they're like looking that. for different ways to trim the fat. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and just for clarity, not only is it their biggest show, DJ NB, it's the biggest show on cable news period so he gets three million viewers so that just goes to show you that nobody is safe honey i was gonna do a story remember when i did the story on quiet quitting um there's actually another story called quiet firing and this is an example of how you can think all is well and come to work the next day and Gone. not have a job that's right so uh but if your company you know, loses just, 787 million dollars you should know that yeah. heads are going to roll somebody's gone and in that time slot uh they can put damn near anybody in that time slot and they're going to perform well because before uh mm-hmm. 
Tucker Carlson, it was Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was O'Reilly. Yeah. But but Tucker Carlson, though, he was against Trump. You know, the, the text messages that they revealed during that lawsuit, um, he actually was saying he couldn't stand Trump. Well, and then he still went on air. Mm -hmm, and he still went on air uh, and, of course, went along with the conspiracy. But it, it he went against him. So that's why. And that's why I say they took a huge hit to their credibility. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, oh. That's why mm -hmm. I said that. Yep. All right. Well, yep. that is front page news. And we're going to talk to you some more in a couple of minutes, right? Absolutely. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. 800. I need a tweezer, man. I got... I got a, a, a splinter with that damn fan, man. Your wife right there. Don't even look at me. Don't look at me for none of that this morning, nah, he can King. look at you for the tweezer. Nah, don't you even might look have me. one in your back pocket. Don't I wouldn't be surprised. You don't tweeze your eyebrows? I wouldn't no, be surprised. You do a natural. Those are not natural. That's what you're talking about. Those are not natural. L lift your hat up a little bit. I don't believe you. These are natural. You never tweeze your eyebrows before? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. There's a picture with your eyebrows. No, done. no. I got them arched. <laughs> I ain't get them tweezed. That so, was arch. Excuse me. Just in case you don't know, there's a difference between waxing, threading, and tweezing. Thank you. Which one is your hair removal of choice? That was just a, it was just a razor. That was back in oh, the day. She the did cream a razor. With the razor. Yes. My goodness. Yes. Get it off your chest. Gear is our co-host. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Ray, Ray, Ray. Yo, Charlemagne. Envy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Charlemagne. What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, Gia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. How you do? Amazing. Trav, do you sense Envy ain't keeping that same energy this morning? Oh, boy. Nothing happened yet. You just don't want him I'm to so keep the same energy. I'm so glad that you're here, Gia. <laughs> I'm tired of young man playing with my sis. I'm a little tired of it too. <laughs> I, I used to think it was Charlemagne starting with Envy, but then I realized Envy be baiting him. I'm trying to tell I you. I do not be baiting that man, Trav. <laughs> you be baiting him, Envy. I think he likes the attention. But what do you want, Trav? I am calling to talk about that when I get supported. My sis, my sis, my sis this weekend. I took a little flight to Atlanta to make sure I was at the first Black Effect podcast. Hey. And Star. Yes, I think sir. I told you a million times when I saw you that it was amazing. It was packed. And I can't wait for the next one. Yes, sir. Thank That's you, what brother. Try, try, I, where'd you stay in Atlanta? Everywhere. Um, I said it's Embassy Suites. I made sure I got that free breakfast and that free happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Trav, I was happy. I was like, oh, Trav came all the way from Philly to support. But then I'm like, wait a minute. This is Atlanta. This is a playground for <laughs> That's Trav. That's right. Trav had a good time. Oh, 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 you know, it's so crazy. I didn't even really. I mean, I saw my friends. I was out there the first night. But the main reason I did go out there was really to support you, Shar. And I do want to say I'm so glad that you always allow me to be in your space. I know how you are about your space. And you don't be acting weird. So you always like and welcome me. And I appreciate you. All love, my brother. All right, Trav. Tra did you get some while you was in Atlanta? Yo, say it again? Did you get some while you was in Atlanta? Actually, I didn't. Oh, sorry, Trav. You sound, you sound disappointed. Bye. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shayna calling from Irvington. Hey, Shayna, get it off your chest, mama. I just want to say I love Dia. And Aww. I'm so happy you have Dia on the show. Dia, <laughs> when I saw the post last night, I commented, I was like, yes, this is what we've been waiting oh, for. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes. But, um, I also want to say, wow, what a blessing. Um, 
I'm gonna make this quick. You guys have brought me through so much stuff, um, like uh-huh. through a lot of things. And I'm very thankful to be on the show right now. I've been trying to call for years. Um, when I was in college, I always listened to you guys. You guys like really helped me get through a lot. So, Charlamagne, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I'm really happy you're on the program. <laughs> uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, Shannon. You. you have a good morning. All right. No problem. You guys have a good morning. You right. too, hon. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Anything. We got really, your lunch today. Really help. What's no, your cash brother? What, what I'm going to tell it, you good? something. We need some electrician to work done. You better drive <laughs> up. <laughs> Come on. Man, you know what? You give me a call, I'm there, Charlamagne. Now, what's your cash app, though? Give it to us. Come on, before your phone disconnect. Um, It's um, cash app. is A-R-A-M-O-S. A-R-A-M-O-S. 92611. Ramos, R-A-M-O-S, you said? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. A. Ramos. My first name and my last initial. A Ramos. A R A N O S. What? What's the numbers? A R A M O S nine two six. Antonio Ramos. Yep, that's me. All right, check right now. Check right now. See if you got it. Okay. I hope I ain't sending it to the wrong person either. <laughs> Did you get it? It said it sent. Mine sent. Okay. You got it? Oh, uh, yep. It just. I felt it pop up. You got uh, both of them. You got both of them. Let me see. Yep, I got both of them. All right, bro. All right, man. Bro. I appreciate both of y'all. Hey, listen, can, real quick, can I shout out my girl's business? Go ahead, man. Uh, it's it's possibly perfect. It's off of uh, uh, Denby and Jefferson, and um, it's in the Newport News area. And it's, uh, you can find it on Google. What kind of business is or it? Or on Facebook. It's a it's a dog grooming business. Okay. A dog grooming. And she's she's trying to expand it into uh, dog um like daycare. And, 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 and training and things like that. Say the name one more time. Perfectly perfect. Okay. All right, brother. Have hey, a good put, one, Put man. this man on hold and get his information. I'm serious. We need some electrician to work done well, somewhere. Shut up, man. All right, you shut up. Enjoy lunch, right. man. All right, you sit right there. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Gia here. Hello. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rick Ross. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On the Breakfast Club. Now we reported in front page news that Don Lemon has been let go from CNN, but Rick Ross offered him a job. The biggest boss in the game, Ricky Rose, just found out Don Lemon was terminated from CNN. Damn, Don. But guess what? The brothers got your back. We hiring in that wing stop. For some reason, I believe you know what you're doing with them lemon pepper wings, man. Just sent over your resume, well, for 17 years. <laughs> but I'm going to make sure I get you in front of the right grill, brother. Stay solid, brother. I wonder why Ross gave Don Lemon a shot. I feel like he, I really feel like he meant that for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> but the stories just both came in around the same time, so he said Don Lemon. Why Don Lemon? Well, I don't think Tucker Carlson would be a good oh, wing, wing maker. I don't think Don be, Lemon, Lemon, Lemon Pepper. Pepper. Oh. Okay, dropping the clues bombs for okay, Rose. Ross. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Well, Lee Daniels has some advice for uh, Don Lemon as well. Tucker Carlson out. I don't know how I feel about that. How you feel? Man, I, we know how I feel about that. Bye. Bye, bye, mother. And then Don Lemon out, which is just like gut wrenching, right, Jeremy? 
I mean, okay, so but here's the thing. I got this an idea, and I came in here. I want y'all boys to think about this. Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson, if I were a smart executive, I'd put them both on the same TV show. How bananas would the ratings be? And I think it could possibly unite the country, too. I love I love Lee, but that whole rant made zero sense. Mm-mm. Like, you start off, you know, uh, uh, going at Tucker. Mm-hmm. Right, saying bye, mother effer, bye, only to come back around and say, if I was a smart executive, I would give him a job. Would give him a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man, doesn't sound right. And, and also, that's the problem with cable news, right? Like, everything is about entertainment purposes. Nothing is about actual news. Like, Lee wants Tucker and Don to do a show together because it'll be messy and have conflict. Yeah, that might bring ratings, but how does that help the people mm-hmm. that are seeking, uh, you know, news pr- proper news coverage every day? It, it definitely doesn't. Come on, man, stop. Now, lastly, we got to talk about rapper designer. Now, Gia is here, of course. My wife. We have a book out, real life. Love the paperback is out today, so you can go pick it up. Drop a bomb for that. Hey. Now, you want to do the story? Yeah, I'll do the story. Now, we reported this yesterday with Designer. Of course, he was arrested. They said that he exposed himself on a flight, but now there's more details. So, what, what did they say, babe? Rapper Designer has been charged with indecent exposure after revealing himself to multiple people and masturbating on a plane, prosecutors allege. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Minnesota charged him with the misdemeanor charge of indecent exposure on an aircraft. After a flight attendant saw him exposing himself, he quickly covered up only to be caught masturbating about five minutes later by members of the flight crew. Now, have you ever been that horny that you had to No. Get? Okay, go ahead, continue. Them airplane drinks be strong, though, but no. <laughs> but, but why are you lying, though? What? <laughs> I never had masturbating on a plane. Do I tell you. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just asking, have no. you ever been horny on a plane? Oh, I mean, I've been horny, but I ain't never stroked my monkey. <laughs> but meat. have you ever asked anybody else to stroke the monkey? Continue on. All right. Even after he was told, can you, we he can was stop. Going- I, I like this rumor way better than the designer rumor. Yeah. Continue. What, where was y'all flying to? How long was the flight? Continue. It was Bahamas. Anyway, after even after he was told he was going to be arrested, he was seen exposing himself for a third time. The Fed said. He was asked to move to the back of the plane. When he got up from his first class seat to move to the back, a jar of Vaseline dropped in the aisle. And that's Drop a bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> don't drop no bomb. That's so old. Who uses Vaseline? A jar of Vaseline. I've, I've tried Vaseline. Va- really? Yeah, I've tried it because everybody always talks about using Vaseline, but no. it don't it work as good as a Vino. Yeah, Vino is the best. and gunky. Yeah, I'm not with And it. hard to manipulate, Mm-mm. I think. All right, keep going. There's two more. Friends had to watch, two friends had to watch him the rest of the flight. He apologized to his security guard and claimed that he was bugging and messed up. You think? <laughs> After news of the incident broke, the, the rapper posted a statement on his Instagram stories where he said he was ashamed and that he was seeking treatment. For the past few months, I've not been okay and I've been struggling to come to terms with what is going on. While overseas for a concert I performed at, I had to be admitted into the hospital. I was not thinking clearly. They gave me meds and I had to hop on the plane home. I'm ashamed of my actions that happened on the plane. And then when I landed back in the States, I plan on admitting myself into a facility to help me. But there's more. Keep going. Now it's being reported that he told FBI agents that he was not under the influence during the flight. He allegedly told them that he didn't get much in Japan and showed his magic stick to one of the flight attendants that he found attractive. There's more. He also said that he exposed himself because I didn't have anything in like a week, which the agent understood to mean sex. Now, this is the best part. You ready for it? Mm Mm-hmm. When asked why he exposed himself to the flight attendant, he said, I thought I was giving her encouragement to keep pushing. You know what I mean? To keep what? striving for it. <laughs> what? Striving for what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't what? know. Yes, he whipped out his meat and exposed himself to give her encouragement to keep 
pushing. Well, I, I think, Obviously, he's having some problems. I mean, he needs some help. Yes, everything he said about checking himself into a facility and, and, and getting some help, clearly. Jesus Christ. I want to hear more about this Bahamas trip. Yo, shut up, man. <laughs> that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. So don't move. Gia Casey is our guest co-host today. Hello. And, and it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Introducing the game. A new single from the locks, Rick Ross and Fat Joe. This track is more than just a tribute for hoops culture. It's a lifestyle. Find out more at DraftKings.com slash the game. Available now on all major streaming platforms. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. 
Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get back into some front page news. Of course, we have Teslin Figaro here, but let me knock out the sports real fast. Now, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies last night, 117-111. LeBron had 20 points and I think 22 rebounds last night. Busted Brooks's ass. And Brooks needs to be ashamed of himself. You can't call a man old, don't show up for the rest of the series, and don't want to talk to media. That's the problem with this generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going to call that man out, but then don't back it up with nothing. It's just all words. Mm-hmm. Now, the Heat beat the Bucks 119-114. I think the Heat were down like 20. They came back. Jimmy Butler had 56 points. Uh, and uh, Ime Adoka, did I say that right? I, I don't think you did, but it don't matter. We I, know who you're talking about. Well, he left. Uh, of course, he was released from the Boston Celtics. He just got high as, as a Houston Rocket coach. And uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is officially going to be a Jet by the end of the day. So. Are you allowed to do that as a Giant fan? Can you just shout out J-E-T-S? Like, that's just, their I'm chant. reporting the story. That's it. I thought only fans do that, right, Ray? That's facts. Wow. That's kind of crazy, yo. I did. You I'm a Giant report fan. that regular. I'm, I'm a Giant fan. You supposed to say that other team, that other football team in New York. All right. That other football team in New York uh, picked up Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to mean much, but congratulations to them. All right, now, Tez, where are we starting today? <laughs> the shade is not going to mean much. <laughs> Do they need their beds for this? <laughs> Let's talk about Joe Biden. Oh, I'm definitely uh, not picking up my fan for this. Nope. You're not picking up your fan? No. Uh, well, since we've been on the air, uh, President Joe Biden announced his 2024 re-election campaign, setting off a battle to convince the country that his age will not impede his ability to govern. That's oh, great. Boy. Like, that's literally... A part of his campaign uh, messaging. Uh, already the oldest president in American history at 80, uh, he would be 86 by the end of his second term. President Joe Biden said, the question we are facing is whether in the years ahead we will have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not the time to be complacent. This is why I'm running for re-election. Now, currently, President Joe Biden has very low approval ratings including 52% of Democrats that would prefer that he not run for re-election. They want him to have a seat. Uh, The lack of enthusiasm is especially high among young voters who were skeptical of Biden in 2020, but ultimately turned out in high numbers to help him beat Trump. Now, the DNC has decided they will not be hosting presidential debates for anyone that would like to run against him. And, of course, Democratic presidential candidate Mary Ann Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who also announced he will be challenging Joe Biden, called the process undemocratic. That, that, that's not what democracy is about, right? Democracy is about letting people be challenged. How can the Correct. DNC just say we're not going to hold a primary? Well, they're actually following the lead of the RNC. Uh, Republicans in 2020 also did the same thing. Uh, mm. When folks uh, decided to run against uh, then-President uh, Trump, uh, they did not feel those candidates were a serious threat to Trump, and they also you know, stopped the ability to debate. Are we just going to ignore all the ghosts that he spoke to and all the people that he <laughs> shook hands that there was nobody there and all the people that don't, don't, were supposed to be in the seats next to him. Don't be an ages, Dylan Brooks. I'm not being an ages, but... No, that, that, but those are, gonna, are just facts. Well, yeah, we're just going to ignore I witnessed them myself. 
They're but just like, facts. He put his hand out to shake somebody's hand, and there was nobody there. I mean, that's why he, what was the first thing he said, uh, Tez? He's in condition to run or whatever the hell he said? It was a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> it was a disclaimer. Yeah. You get ahead. He said his age won't have anything to do with this, so he's we'll, trying to, we'll see. He's trying to disarm all of the negative comments coming his way. Jesus Christ. That's yeah, what, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested. I mean, but you know that we they they have no bench. Like you know, there's nothing else for us to even I mean, consider. Yeah, you know? seriously. I mean, they really don't have a bench. Like seriously, I, I would love That's to see a, a, a debate for sure. Um, but when you're talking about, and again, I'm I'm for anybody that wants to debate. That's fine. But there's literally like no bench. Like who would who would run against on the progressive side? Democrat? Like who? Yeah, and even to say that uh, you know that nobody's a serious contender. I mean, how do you know somebody's a serious contender if you don't ever give them that main stage? Like just like True. we might not know what Bob, I don't know anything about Bobby Kennedy. I know Marianne because you know we've had conversations whether she's going to be on Breakfast Club this morning. But yeah. I don't know anything about Bobby Kennedy. He might get that light, and people might like him. Who knows? Yeah, and 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 Marianne uh, Williamson brought up a good point. You know, it's good to debate ideas as well. That's and right. you know, and I, I don't mean to minimize her and say she's not a serious candidate, but they don't look at her as somebody that can actually you know pull enough votes right. uh, to be a threat to him. So they don't even think it's worth their time. But I, I do think it, it is always important, you know, to debate and discuss ideas and to push people, you know, further to the left or right, which they were able to do. Our center, if you will, they were able to do that in 2020. You know, if they did mm-hmm. not have those debates. Uh, Joe Biden would not have committed to a lot of the things that he did. And he did because Bernie Sanders was in that race. Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren was in that race. And those debates, you know, really did, you know, bring up a lot of conversations that otherwise would have been avoided. So debates are a good thing. I just feel like people are going to be uh, feel like they're going to be forced to vote for Joe Biden. They're not going to like it. They're not going to be excited. And I think we're going to have a, a, a major problem. I don't think a lot of people are going to come out because I don't think a lot of people necessarily love what Joe Biden has done in the last three years. And I think we're going to have a big problem this year. That's a great point because, you know, people always forget uh, j- just be- I may not vote for Biden, but I might not vote for Trump either. I might just not vote. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you want to go to see. Louisville? Yeah, I want to go to Louisville. Uh, Miles Colesgrove, a former Louisville police officer, was shot and ki- who shot and killed Brianna Taylor in March 2020, became a law enforcement officer again in Carroll County, which is about one hour northeast of Louisville. Now, Carroll Carroll County Chief Deputy Rob Miller said, "Quote: We felt like he was a good candidate, and we think he will help reduce the flow of drugs in our area and reduce property crimes." Now, Colesgrove was one of the seven officers involved in the deadly raid against Taylor's apartment in the middle of the night. An FBI report later showed that it was Cosgrove's bullets that killed her. Cosgrove was fired, but he did not face any criminal charges in connection to the killing. Four officers were formally charged by the Justice Department with civil rights violations, but he was not one of them. Now, in 2022, the Kentucky Law Enforcement Council voted to allow him to keep his police certification, making him making him eligible to work for other police departments in the state. Now, yesterday, I talked to Until Freedom co-founder Tamika Mallory listened to her reaction to the news. Miles Cosgrove being hired by another police department, a sheriff's office at that, is not a surprise. Uh, In fact, it happens with officers who have committed heinous crimes all the time across this nation. And our legislature on the federal level and the local state level, uh, they're failing us on both sides of the aisle because they refuse to pass legislation that would stop this from happening. The people of Kentucky must stand up and make sure 
uh, that the department that has now hired Cosgrove is not comfortable with this decision and that they do not go on with business as usual while Breonna Taylor's family has to deal with the unfortunate tragedy that took her life. Ted, wasn't there a database that uh, tracked like uh, criminal cops at one point? I, 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 I feel like I remember reading something about that. Yeah, in some states they do have them. Um, it's also one of the things that we were pushing to get in the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act to have mm -hmm. some type of tracking system. But what point is the tracking system when you have local counsel that can still put somebody, you right. know, uh, in 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 that position? So one is tracking, but two, how do we make sure you know that this doesn't happen again? And this is why you know I'm always talking about local and state. It matters, you know, who's on these councils, who gets to make these decisions, who gets to hire and fire. Sheriffs are normally elected. Positions, all of those things matter. So database is important, but what do we do with the database uh, once we get that information? It's That's like it, it discredits the fact that he was fired in the first place. Correct. That's right. It makes mm -hmm. it seem as though it's okay. Typically, if you lose your job under a certain set of circumstances, the next person that you're hoping to employ you would do a background check, do research, not that, you know, he was low and that needed to be done, but it's really a slap in the face of the family, the friends, the public, that they would do that. And it's kind of infuriating that they do it and it's as though, it's like, so what? Mm -hmm. It's as though, so what? Yeah, we did it and what? I wonder how that works in like uh, the medical field. Like if you get fired for medical malpractice, can mm -hmm. you just get a job at another hospital? I thought so it was like a stain on your record. I, I didn't think you could. It's a good analogy. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, normally, uh, if you do get sued uh, for medical malpractice, more than likely, you may not be able to get insurance. And yeah. so in order to work in another right. healthcare facility, you need to be able to have your own insurance. And that can play a part in it as well. Um, and again, this is why we talk about with um, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act that was never passed, uh, ending qualified immunity. You know, when you're able to mm -hmm. go after police officers individually and how you're able to sue them and all of those things, you know, that, that come with that, all of those things play a factor. So that's a that's a great question. And to your point, you know, one would argue that when they hire these officers, they are making a statement to mm -hmm. say yeah. that you can Clearly. continue to do whatever you do and we're going to have Clearly. your back. Clearly. That's right. Damn. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tesla Figaro. Absolutely. And Tesla's going to stick around, man, because uh, we got Marianne Williamson coming in next. You know, Marianne Williamson is running for president, and Tesla's going to stick around uh, while we have that conversation with Miss Marianne Williamson. Yep, and we'll do that when we come back. So don't move. Stay right there. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Tesla and Figaro joining us on this interview. Tez. Tez, what up? What's going on, family, Breakfast Club family, and Miss Williamson? Thank you for joining us. That's right. We got a special guest, Miss Marianne Williamson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Always a pleasure to see you. It's always a pleasure to see you, too. Thank you. Absolutely. You're, you're running for president again. Again? Yes, I am. Again. Why do you want to get back on this stressful grind, Miss Williamson? Well, I've asked myself that a few times, but it mm -hmm. took me a long time to decide whether or not to do it. And ultimately, I felt like I could make a contribution here. I think some things need to be said. I think some things need to be done. It's as simple as that. Like what? Like what did you see in Biden's campaign that says there are some flaws and this is the reason why I want to run? What's not making you satisfied? <clears throat> 
It's an incremental approach. It's a lack of fundamental economic reform. It's taking an unjust economic system and saying to people, I will try to help you survive an unjust economic system. But in the richest country in the world, why should the economic system be unjust? Mm -hmm. You have 20% of Americans who, for whom the economy is pretty well. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. But this 20% live on some kind of enchanted economic island surrounded by a vast sea of economic despair. 39% of Americans now report that they have skipped meals to pay their rent. That's 44% of millennials. We have one in four Americans who live with medical debt. Mm -hmm. 64% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And 60% of Americans could not afford an unexpected uh, $400 Uh, expenditure. So no, things are not okay. Mm -hmm. Every other advanced democracy has universal health care, free college tuition, free child care, paid family leave, guaranteed sick pay, and a guaranteed livable wage. We need an economic U-turn in this country. We don't need more little fixes here. Oh, look what I've done for you. Maybe you can survive this. People are clearly, people's lives are falling apart. Mm -hmm. We call it a mental health crisis, but we don't want to look, they don't want to look at the deeper systemic causes of all this despair that is literally killing people. Do you think that uh, President Biden is too old to run again? I wouldn't go there. I I mean, everybody can see what they see, make their own decisions. You know, I'm not a young woman. I'm seven. I would not be running if I were 80. But at the same time, I don't want to take pot shots. And I don't think the American people don't need me to weigh in on that. Now, Ms. Williamson, you are are you still an independent? Would you classify yourself as an independent? I'm running as a Democrat, but I certainly think of myself as an independent thinker. And we need more Democrats with independent thinking. This codependent relationship with the DNC where they've just decided that it's Biden. We should be, Work. the Democrats <laughs> claim to be the party that is protecting democracy. So why is it that Marianne Williamson, even Bobby Kennedy, now we're like invisibilized. I heard uh, David Axelrod on television last night say Biden has no challenger. And Anderson Cooper didn't, uh, didn't challenge him. We're all supposed to just do whatever they say. So the idea of um, a, a democratic process mm-hmm. at a time like this when the fascists are literally at the door... That we're not supposed to even be having a real conversation about, like, maybe what should we be presenting as the agenda to the American people in 2024? First of all, to win this election in 2024. Mm-hmm. More importantly, to repair this country. I'm glad you use that word fascist because I don't know why people are so afraid to use that word. Like, Well, they should look it up in the dictionary because if you look at, at the policies of people such as Ron DeSantis in Florida, that's what fascism is. So, Ms. Williamson, if you are an independent, what do you say then to uh, your critics who are saying, you know, you're splitting the Democrat vote and that this campaign is just, you know, a grifting uh, uh, an opportunity to get a message out. But but how you have a long shot. What is your answer well, to that? to your critics? First of all, I'm a Democrat. I said I'm an independent thinker, but no, I'm a Democrat. So you can't be a spoiler if you're running as a Democrat. If somebody says something like Jill Stein, the point was that she was not running as a Democrat. This is a primary. What's the grift? That's really my question. So what's the grift? And if I were just trying to get a message out, first of all, that wouldn't be wrong. Mm -hmm. But I've done that before. You don't go through this kind of like, ugh, to just get a message out. If I just want to get a message out, I could write a book. I want to ch- help change the system. This country needs an economic U-turn. Mm-hmm. This country is six inches from the cliff in terms of the state of our democracy, the state of our de- uh, environment. 
So I think that uh, no one should be apologizing for coming in and saying, no, this has got to change because that system has proven to itself it will not change. What would be different with you? Because we've heard this from every Democrat politician that we would change this, we would change that. And it seems like when they get in office, nothing ever changes. I mean, I'm not of that system. I, I don't owe that system anything. When somebody says she's committing political suicide, what political career do I have? <laughs> I'm not tied to that system. This is why, I mean, where are they all? Seriously, you say you're here from them all. I don't hear them saying anything other than, yes, we will go with Biden. Mm-hmm. So, no. We need a character like a Roosevelt who goes in there and says, to, you know, right now, it, look at something like the Willow Project that mm-hmm. the president just approved. Oh, my God. He had said when he was running, no drilling on federal lands. He has said that it, he recognizes that climate change is an existential threat to the human race. Meanwhile, he has given more um, drilling permits than even Trump did. And he has just approved the Willow Project, an $8 billion uh, oil uh, extraction project on the northern slopes of Alaska. Now he's actually, after that, even after all the outrage uh, expressed, particularly by young people, he has now uh, permitted and approved a project that will have to do with the exportation of liquefied natural gas. Why is this? Why is it that he says one thing and then does another? Because they are in the grip of the uh, the corporate aristocrats, the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the big agricultural companies, the big chemical companies, the big food companies, in that case, big oil and defense contractors. I'm not held hostage by those people. Mm-hmm. I'm not part of that system. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your policy. Um, okay. One of the things uh, that you stand out for, and I remember that quite well, you know, when you ran the last time was reparations. And just for clarity, you know, all black Americans, uh, their only concern is not reparations. We all know that we, you know, we raise yeah, children, clear. we care about education, we care about yeah. Uh, you know, many things across the board, um, but you do stand out uh, as a reparationist uh, candidate. Now, the current administration uh, does support H.R. 40, which will create a study uh, on reparations. And you have been very bo- vocal about that. Uh, and, and so tell us how you feel about the current administration's position on H.R. 40 and what would be different for you. So the Biden administration's position on H.R. 40 is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I knew John Conyers. He was a friend of mine. I raised my daughter in Detroit. Um, John Conyers, if he were here today, he would be rolling his eyes. We don't need another study. study. (laughs) We don't need another study. So for the Biden administration to say, oh, I support H.R. 40, which once again, John would say that was then. This is now. Okay, we've we've moved further. Um, So we we support H.R. 40. But of course, Congress has to do it. That is the Biden administration in a nutshell. Kick that can down the road. Make do something performative where it sounds like, oh, I really I really support that. It means nothing. We are at a point now where a president who actually supports reparations, which I do simply because I want to see this country heal. A country is a group of individuals. It has, it's run by the same principles. The principle here is you can't have the future you want if you will not clean up the past. Mm-hmm. Simple. It's, it's, it's rather transactional for me. We don't need another study and we don't need a president who says, but Congress needs to do it. We need to have a president who invites some black leaders to uh, Camp David for the weekend and says, okay, let's uh, put How some plant, let's put on the table and start some negotiation. That is the president I would be and that's the difference. Alright, we got more with Marianne Williamson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. 
We're still kicking it with Marion Williamson. Of course, we have Teslin Figaro joining us as well. Charlemagne? Why are you not afraid to speak on an issue like reparations when you know it'll alienate so many other communities that you need? I'm not here. I'm not a people pleaser political candidate. I'm not here thinking, ooh, say this, say that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this, as I said before, to say what I believe needs to be said. It's called leadership. Mm -hmm. You don't just, a real leader doesn't just say what you think people want to hear. Uh, there's no reason for me to do this except to say what I believe needs to be said. That's what I mean about somebody coming from outside the system. Ooh, you're not supposed to say that. We've done focus groups and that percentage of Americans won't like you. That's the point. You need somebody to whom that is like, so what? So, Ms. Williamson, let, let me ask a follow up on that then um, about lip service. So right now there's a California reparations task mm -hmm. force. Mm -hmm. uh, you you come from California, correct? Yeah. Well, I don't live there now, but I've lived many years there in my adult life. Yes. OK, so have you been involved in the California task force? In no, any I way? haven't. No, I haven't lived in California for probably eight years. Well, have you been involved in any task force anywhere? Well, I've designed my own and I've written books about it. I've been writing about reparations, talking about it, doing racial healing circles since the end of the 1990s. And uh, I have a plan for reparations uh, that I and I've run for president twice now, actually putting that out to the American people, which is, I believe, a megaphone that matters. Sure. But you just mentioned um, it's important to have black leaders at the table to talk about how do we do this? So I just... You know, I, I just want to be clear, you know, and fair uh, in asking, you know, have you actually been involved with have, black leaders? Yes, beyond, I have. My know? main, I would say the person who has affected my thinking the most is Sandy Darity. Sandy uh -huh. Darity is the first person I talked to and his wife as well. I feel I was uh, mentored by his information. Do you know what I'm saying? He mm -hmm. was the first person I said, could you please explain this to me? I've read books such as Tana Hesse Coates uh, and, and heard others. But I would say Sandy Darity is the person who is... Uh, I think whose counsel has, I, I, I like the way he frames it and Sandy it has meant something to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, talk about gun violence and all this violence that's happening in, in the U.S. in the last couple of years. What is your what is your, your take on that and, and how would you try to curb that and fix that? On this one, I feel that Biden has his heart in the right place. He is trying. We need, obviously, we need an assault weapon ban. Obviously, we need the banning of bump stocks. We need the banning of high capacity magazines. <clears throat> we need the 3D to handle the issue of the 3D printers. But I think we need to move beyond the conversation of is it culture or is it policy? It is both. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, actually, I think with this latest of of senseless, horrible, violent happenings, I think we're at a possibility of an inflection point. I sense both on the left and the right that there is a critical mass of Americans who feel this has gone too far. You have even Republican governors now giving a little bit uh, in terms of things like federal uh, red flag laws. So we know what we need to do. We know that easy access to guns is a large part of the problem. We know that we have more guns than people in this society. But we also know that we have a violent society. Our economic policies are violent. Our, our, so much of our media is violent. So much of our, even our food policies. We are a violent society. And, and there are millions of people. I don't know about millions of people. There are many people making billions of dollars off breeding violence and breeding fear. So we're going to have a violent society until we decide to be a non-violent society. And, and you think we'll get some type of common sense gun reform when you have the president of the United States of America saying that he he's powerless and that 
You know, he has to beg Congress to do something. And, you know, you have so many of these GOP senators that, you know, they, they get direct funding from these gun lobbyists like the NRA. I don't I mean, I, you, you seem like you have some optimism. I don't see it. There was a time Obama was an example. First year of the Obama administration, he had a Democratic House and he had a Democratic Senate. So we had a trifecta at that time. Um, at the, you know, Biden would say, and there's some truth to it, that even though he had a Democratic House and Senate in his first two years, that Manchin and Cinema were stopping him on many things. So not every Democrat is with us on this issue. We have three co-equal branches of government. The president doesn't have a magic wand, and we don't want that. We need more Americans who are willing to recognize we must get involved in the primaries. We must get involved in every election. And also at this point when it comes to guns, and I think more progressives and more young people, more people realize we must get involved on our community level, on our state level. Because a lot of the worst aspects of all of these things we're talking about are now coming out of the state houses. But to hear a president say he's powerless, I understand, you know, you need Congress. You absolutely do. Yeah. But you got the biggest bully pulpit in the world. Well, like, that's how I feel. And I would certainly use it. I would certainly use it. Not only the biggest bully pulpit, but you, um, executive orders that you can use. You know, the, there there has been a tendency of Democratic governments and the uh, Democratic presidents in the modern era to back up when things get tough. We had an assault weapon ban for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And during those 10 years, we did have uh, right. a, a much, much fewer mass shootings. So, Ms. Williamson, what, um, because I've heard a lot about, uh, you know, what the Biden administration is doing wrong. Tell me about your top, if you had to pick three top policies that you would focus on, you know, first 100 days, or what do you see as the, do you have a lot of issues on your website? I and do. I know they're all equally important, but if you had to give us three on what you think is the most important thing to do right away, what would that be? We need universal health care in this country. We have one in four Americans living with medical debt. We have 68,000 Americans a year who die from lack of health care. We need, we have 85 million Americans who are either uninsured or underinsured. We have 18 million Americans who cannot afford to fulfill the prescriptions that their doctors give them. So movement towards universal health care is very important to me. I would cancel the college loan debt. We need to get back to free college in this country, which we had uh, until the 1960s. <clears throat> I would uh, have every single penny of the Pentagon uh, audited. I would uh, make sure that every company that has a contract with the U.S. government that is a uh, union-busting company, is that those contracts are canceled. I would call together the group that I would like to go to Camp David to have a serious conversation about reparations. Also, uh, talking about racial issues, I would call Tim Scott and uh, Cory Booker into the Oval Office and say, bring whoever you want. We're not leaving this office until we have a serious bipartisan bill on police reform. BLM, uh, for example, biggest protest movement in the history of this country, and there's not been one serious piece of legislation uh, that has addressed uh, the issues of, of police violence and um, what is obviously going on there, that something is very, very wrong. I often wonder if any of that stuff is realistic, like the student loan debt, the police reform, maybe just because I'm, I've become such a pessimist Health because can. of the system. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wonder if any of that stuff is realistic or is just lip service. That because they want say, you to think that. Yeah. Because they want you to think that. So this is the deal. The Republicans don't even pretend.
But the Democrats are are like, oh, we're, you know, just bring us in again. Uh, let us finish the job. Bring us in again. You know, we're really trying on that. We're, we're really trying. That's what they want you to think. They want us to think, well, I guess it just can't be done. Why the hell can't it be done? Every other advanced democracy, every other advanced democracy has universal health care. Every other advanced democracy has free college. Every other advanced democracy has free child care. Paid family leave, guaranteed sick pay, and guaranteed living wage. The reason it can't be done is because they are in the pockets of the insurance companies, because they are in the pockets of the uh, of the pharmaceutical companies, food companies, chemical companies, uh, big oil, and and defense contractors. And so they've numbed us. They've numbed us, and they've numbed like, well, well, I guess I can't. I, I guess we can't do it. We're like acquiescing to that. Meanwhile, that's the way you get the fascists. You have a hundred million people who don't vote. I think it's it, for for many people. It's the only way to say f you to that system. Mm-hmm. It's a dysfunctional, but I think an understandable reaction to a system that is doing nothing for them, and that they know no matter who they elect, their visceral experience is that I'm still. Uh, at the effect of an unfair economic system, which is policy after policy, making it easier for those who already have money to make more money and more difficult for everybody else to even survive. The American people have got to make do an intervention here. That is the only way it's going to happen is if we bring someone from the outside and say, this stops now. All right, we got more with Marianne Williamson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. 
Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Marion Williamson. She's running for president in 2024. We have Teslin Figaro, our political strategist, with us. Tez. So, Ms. Williamson, I am known to be pretty tough on candidates, <laughs> you know, when I'm asking questions. And, you know, I, so I, I have to be fair and ask, you know, I, I certainly appreciate the theory. I appreciate, you know, uh, writing books and, and great ideas. But in fairness, would you say that you bring experience on any level of government of actually getting, you know, even small things done or what what I'm looking for the receipts? What can we point to to say, OK, this is the candidate that can actually get X, Y, Z done or get us a little bit closer to it when you when you talk about, you know, all of these things, particularly when you talk about the black community. So when well, first of all, just in general. You're asking if I have the um, sort of technical ex- uh, technical expertise to perpetuate that system. Washington, D.C. is filled with political car mechanics. Some of them are very good, and certainly you have to hire those people and have them in your administration. The problem today is not that we don't have good political car mechanics. The problem is we are on the wrong road. So that question uh, stems from this conversation that says, Only people whose careers have been spent within the car that drove us into this ditch should possibly be considered qualified to lead us out of that ditch. My expertise is not that I know how to perpetuate and effectuate that system. My expertise is that I know something about disrupting it. And if you want to know that, listen to everything I've said here today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, Williamson, respectfully, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Uh, and using your analogy, what I'm saying is, have you ever touched a carburetor? Have you ever touched a motor? Have you ever touched anything, yeah. you know, yeah. in the car? So, that yes, I can I, actually, and, uh, and I'm certainly um, and I'm certainly not talking about a career. I'm saying that if, you know, again, going back to the yeah. example on a, a task force, if there are active task force now 
on reparations and I see any candidate for that matter um, not getting involved mm -hmm. in having those conversations now and speaking from a theory standpoint um, it does it, it, it does I'm kind of taken aback by it because I want to know if you're willing to get your hands dirty now rolling up your sleeves to see what you can do now at your level well, so that, that's what I'm asking. I think we all do in the field that we can. I think I've gone far towards helping to create the conversation in the United States, which actually led to things like the situation in California. Everybody has their role. One of the things I have seen, and yes, I've been around a, a, a lot of people in politics, it's a business like any other. It's a business like any other. It's people sitting around a room, talking, negotiating. And yes, I have been uh, as much of a businesswoman as any of the men who would come in here and be businessmen. And no one would say, well, would you know how to, uh, to do it? So yes, I believe that I've worked with many, many people. But more than anything, I feel that I have the power to say what needs to be said and not obfuscate. Uh, but yes, I've had plenty of experience at business and I've been in political circles enough uh, including uh, observing even at the White House to see this is a political system like any other. It's men sitting around, women sitting around a table just like we're doing now, having a conversation and talking about what we are going to I, do. I wonder if you need experience as much as you need will. Right? That's you right. Thank you. Like Trump. Trump didn't have no experience. He just had to, the will. Thank you. And you know what? what? That's it. His party. That, thank you very much. The issue with him was not that he didn't have political experience. It's the issue of his character, his ethics. You're right. He could have brought, if he had brought in a different type of person, he chose to bring in a Stephen Miller or Sebastian Gorka. He's a perfect example. You can't say he wasn't an effective president. Mm -hmm. He was effective at doing things that most of us would be horrified by. But he certainly was effective. People don't like to have that conversation. Media always talks about what Republicans and Trump get wrong. What do you believe they get right that can be used to fight against them? Well, one of the things that Trump uh, did, and I wouldn't say it was right, but it was powerful, he struck a nerve. Mm. He hit a nerve. And um, the nerve he hit had to do with harnessing some of the worst aspects of the American character. Uh, racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, all those things that we know are the, the lower aspects of American consciousness. I think we need a president who harnesses the better aspects of American consciousness, the better angels of our nature. Justice. We, justice, justice, thy shall pursue. Mm -hmm. The book of Deuteronomy. We do not have economic justice in this country. We do not have criminal justice in this country. We do not have racial justice in this country. We do not have environmental justice in this country. But we need a politics that speaks to the noble in people, uh, that speaks to we must be a just nation. We, we must be a fair nation that speaks to uh, what it takes to have a humanitarian rather than an economic bottom line. We now have a country, and I think that there are many people on the right as well as the left who see this now. We have a country where the bottom line in the way we function is short-term profit maximization for huge corporate entities rather than humanitarian values. Mm -hmm. You were talking about children before. We have millions of American children who go to school in schools where they don't even have the resources to teach that child to read. If a child cannot learn to read by the, by the age of eight, the chances of high school graduation are drastically decreased. The chances of incarceration are drastically increased. We have in Chicago, in the public school system in Chicago, I was reading an article that one out of four uh, girls in the public school system in Chicago would be diagnosed with PTSD as bad as a returning veteran from a battle zone. But remember, these kids, 
They're not living with post-traumatic stress. They're living with present traumatic stress every single day activated. And we need a president who speaks to that and cares about that. Right now, children, they're not old enough to vote. So they're not a constituency. They're not old enough to um, to work. So they're, they have no financial leverage. We need a massive transfer of, of our resources in the direction of children under 10. And that's in every neighborhood of the United States. Um, I, I just want to clarify one thing, because um, when Charlemagne talked about experience as well, and, you know, when I'm talking about experience, I'm certainly just because I don't want anybody to hear this interview and get confused by what I mean. I'm certainly not talking about being elected or, you know, holding some type of office. I'm mainly, you know, talking about grassroots. So I'll just, you know, leave this statement that I, I think it is, uh, Ms. Williamson, very important um, to get involved in things like the task force that, you know, they're taking public comment right now. Uh, everyday citizens, you know, they're putting their uh, their faces and names, you know, in black and white to say how they feel. And so when you talk about a bully pulpit, I think that's a great way to start. And so when we look at what Kamala Moore is doing, you know, as the chair of the reparations committee in California, a city you once lived in uh, or a state you once lived in and a state you once ran in, um, I think it is critically important, you know, to get your position on the record, because as these things happen on the state level, they obviously can happen on the federal level. And so that's that's very uh, important to me you know, to see what what can we do with our voice now? And yeah. so if, if everyday citizens can do it, if they can take out time, you know, to go down and do a five minute testimony, many of them have been doing it electronically online. I think it's very important uh, for any candidate running yeah. for president of the United States to do it as well. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. And I, I, I appreciate that. I also think if you've been writing books about the subject that have sold to millions of people for decades, starting in the late 90s, your voice has been heard as well. I think we're all contributing to a larger conversation. Uh, everybody does what is theirs to do. Yeah, I think Ted is talking specifically about reparations, but like you said, you've written you've written books, so that that, that is include. I was writing about reparations in 1998, mm-hmm. my first. Book, oh, sure. So. And I and I'm not minimizing that. I'm just you know. I understand what you're saying. You know, everybody. I'm certainly not minimizing that. Well, I'm I don't just live saying. in California, and I haven't lived in California for years. So I think my strolling into California to say something in a public comment section on California when I'm not a citizen of California. But I do think I understand what you're saying. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm not minimizing what you're saying. The, well, there's task force everywhere, and people are commenting everywhere, even in California. I'm just saying, you know, there there there's things happening now on the local and the state level that I would like any candidate, not just you. And it's not minimizing you and your books and all of the things that you wrote. I'm just saying when we criticize candidates for being lip service, those are one of the things that I always ask for. What are we doing? Well, is there another president? uh, Is there another presidential candidate talking about reparations right now? No, I criticize them just as well, ma'am, even worse. But I'm still going to ask you the questions. (laughs) And and I think running for president is a way that you are contributing to the political commentary. So I think by running for, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you for stopping. Mary Show. We'll see you soon. Thank you. What's the website? Uh, Marianne2024.com. Okay. Always a pleasure to see you, Ms. Williams. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to see you, too. Thank you for having me, Charlemagne. Thank you. Thank you. Nice meeting you. you. Thank you so much. It's Marianne Williamson. She's running for president, guys. (laughs) It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's get straight to it. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. All right, now the national best-selling book, Real Life, Real Love, hits paperback today. That's why uh, Gia Casey is our guest co-host okay, today. national bestseller. Real Life, Real Love, the life lessons on joy, pain, and the magic that holds us together. Now, 
Gia, if somebody could get one thing out of this book that can help their relationship, what would it be? I think that the book is excellent regarding getting people to understand that family values Mm -hmm. is paramount. And for us, we have our mission statement Mm -hmm. in the book. And our family is rooted in family, love, faith, fun, and it really goes very, it delves very deeply into that. Okay. And, and their marriage isn't perfect. Yes. I like I like that uh, that chapter a lot, especially the part of, what was it, uh, the, the things nobody tells you about marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's uh, people can learn a lot from that. Yes. Because everybody got so many things to say about marriage, but they ain't never been married. That is true. <laughs> you know have, have you been through A lot of people downs, have yep. a lot of opinions. That's right. And it's on the job training. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with my son the other day, and... One of the things that I said to Charlemagne him... Charlemagne calls our son the man in the house, but go ahead. Well, who is the man in the house? I don't know if I would argue that. Um, <laughs> it's obvious to everybody. Jesus. Um, but I told him that 95% of the advice that you get during your lifetime is going to be bad advice. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, so don't weigh too heavily into what other people tell you mm-hmm. and... You know their thoughts, feelings, and emotions as it pertains to your life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, the, the book is out now. You can get it at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, wherever you get your books. And that's real life, real love. Now, Gia's gonna be doing some of these rumors. So, what's going on with Stevie J now? Okay, Stevie J ordered to return Faith Faith Evans one hundred and sixty four thousand dollar Mercedes after joyriding to Coachella. Stevie J allegedly took Faith's two thousand twenty three Mercedes Sprinter van on a joyride to Coachella. On April 12th, she claimed that after she fell asleep, Stevie took the keys and drove off with the car. Despite her best efforts to ask him to return the car, he refused and took the car to Coachella. Why would you drive a Sprinter? The whole point of being in the Sprinter is not to drive it. Because he had his peeps with him, apparently. I'm sure a bunch of people with him. (laughs) That's the whole point, to be all in the back with your peoples laughing and joking. Well, we don't know if he drove, but they went. I'm mm-hmm. sure he didn't drive. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, trying, drove. You know, I'm okay, sure he okay, was in the okay. back. I'm sure okay. he had a good time. I'm sure they was partying well, and all that. Well, he shouldn't have been behind the wheel because Faith said that Stevie has a suspended driver's license and can't legally operate a motor vehicle. Damn. He filed for divorce in November 2021 after three years of marriage. The couple did not sign a prenuptial agreement before getting hitched. Stevie demanded monthly spousal support payments from Faith. She, ob- she objected to the request. The court has yet to rule. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Well, two. First, do you guys know why they got divorced? I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Okay, you don't know. Two, being two men in the room, how do you feel about men requesting spousal support from a woman? I'm fine with if it. If he is able-bodied, if he, you know, can work of his own volition. I'm fine with it. If he's not impeded in any way. I'm fine with it. If he can fend for himself. I'm fine with it. I'm ignoring you. I don't know if you noticed that. (laughs) I'm fine I'm kind of directing my my attention to Charlemagne. If I'm married to Oprah Winfrey, we get a divorce. I'm not supposed (laughs) to get some of that money. But you know, what if if the two of you are two relatively relatively equal earners? Maybe she's making a little bit more than you. Yeah, the same thing can be said for a woman. So we got to believe in equality, right? It can't be a double standard. There's plenty of able-bodied women out here. And I and I understand that logically, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of leaning more into as a man. What if I helped you build you what you got? About that. Yeah. What if I helped you build what you got? What if I was your manager at some point? I'm what if objecting. I was your business partner? I'm just wondering. You know, what if I, what if I what if I sacrificed mm. years of my life mm-hmm. to help you get to where you because are? Because typically that's the woman's argument, correct? Yes. Yes. But mm. 
As, but, but okay, mm-hmm. logically, it makes sense. But how do you feel about it being a man? Do you feel okay you know, about it, it? You know what's crazy? To me, it just depends on who the woman is. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. I was thinking it the same on, thing. It depends on the woman, right? Because like, there's certain women we see that happen to, and I'm like, now why are you doing that to her? Right. I was thinking you know? the same thing. Like, because women. she's nice? Because she's a sweet woman? What because do you I mean it depends like on the woman? I look at her like an icon, depending who it is. Yes. Say that again? Because sometimes I feel like the man had took advantage of her, and now that things didn't go the right way, maybe he cheated, maybe something... Well, see, if, that, that's, if you if you get a divorce because you cheated and stuff like that, that's not, you, you don't deserve any of that spouse. Let's just say that Correct. it's amicable. If it's we amicable... We grew apart. Do I, you... Do yes. you? And he's able-bodied. Yes. I believe you should get spouse support. If it's you, amicable. And you feel okay. You feel okay yes, about that. Yes, yeah. if I helped you build what you got and helped you create what you that. create, and we just separated okay. because, you know, we, we decided to go our separate ways, there was no infidelity, there was no other kids, yes, I should get uh, I'd love to know what support. women think. But yeah. all right, on to the next story. Now, Suge Knight, he claims Snoop Dogg illegally acquired death row. All right, during an interview with TMZ, Suge accused his former business partner, Hario, of committing bankruptcy fraud to acquire the label from him. But uh, how do you feel about Snoop owning it now? Well, I don't know. If he do, I doubt that. Suge Knight is death row. So I'm quite sure, before it's said and done, all eyes on me and Machiavelli out of Fox, I'm definitely to come back to me. And the, the rest of the stuff. One problem with that is, is that Snoop has a, par- a partner, which is Michael Harris. They committed fraud. They committed bankruptcy fraud. I didn't lose my company by doing anything wrong. They went in and, and a lawyer didn't show up. And they got a default judgment. I settled the judgment. They turned around and said, I didn't settle the judgment. When they filed bankruptcy in 95, they said it had nothing to do with death row or anything. And the lawyer did also. So you can't take death row from black people trying to give it to white people and think you're going to turn around and reward and say, he's going to grab Snoop and they're going to go get it back and have death row. It don't work like that. Well, Snoop definitely owns Death Row now. I know he purchased it a, uh, about a year ago from, uh, at the time, it was Koch Records who owned it and who owned the catalog. But I know Snoop owes it. I know he didn't get everything that was released under Death Row, but mm-hmm. he got a majority of it. So I do know Snoop owns it. And that is your rumor report. Uh, I just want to tell you, Logan just uh, texted me and you. Mm-hmm. I am. I guess what I said, he's the man in the house. He said, I, boy, I will I beat him. your ass no, you when can't. I get home. I will beat you your ass. Beat Logan I, ass. Yeah, I'm not right. sure if that's true either. Uh, right. You cannot beat Logan. We've all seen Logan. Uh, my money would be on Logan. Right. Mine too. Yeah. Have uh-huh. you seen those guns? I am. Have you seen my guns? Yes, we have. <laughs> okay. I'm talking I'm, about my two to shoot. I'm talking about in a fair fight. Logan's guns need to be banned. Yours don't. Okay. Yours can be had in every household. Oh, and Logan, hi, you little sweet baby. All right. Drop one of Clues Bonds for Logan, the man of the house. Stop it. Put your daddy on his back one time and just let him know. Alright, okay. All right. Don't get Logan effed up. Alright. Who are you giving that donkey to, man? Man, four after the hour, a young lady named Courtney uh Talalia needs to come to the front of the congregation. Uh she was in one career field, but God told her to go to another one. We'll discuss. All right, we'll get to that next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. It's going to be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit it with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. 
the Breakfast Club, bitches. We're donkey. Yes, donkey today for Tuesday, April 25th goes to Courtney Talia. Courtney is a former teacher from America who grew up in a strict Christian household. What does strict Christian household mean exactly? I, I grew up Jehovah Witness. JWs identify as Christians. Uh, if I remember correctly, they teach that Jesus is the Son of God, but not part of the locks. So they're not a holy trinity. They teach that... Uh, Jesus died for our sins and was resurrected after crucifixion. So that's definitely a Christian belief. I, I guess JWs are strict when I think about it. Don't celebrate any holidays or birthdays, things like that. You know, they demand high standards of morality, right? Their view of sexual behavior reflects conservative Christian views. Abortion is considered murder. Homosexuality, premarital sex, extramarital sex are all considered serious sins. That's Christian, right? Yeah. Adultery, sex. You know, before marriage is forbidden, got to get baptized. Look, 63% of Americans are Christian, so a lot of us know what it means to grow up in a strict Christian household. That's all I'm saying. Well, Courtney, who I told you was a former teacher, is only a former teacher because she quit her job teaching. Okay, she quit her job teaching because according to her, she had a higher calling. All right, God touched her soul and put an anointing on her spirit, and that anointing led her to make a career change. Would you like to know what that career change was? Well, let's flash back to a few months ago when Courtney was on the doctor. Bill show listen you said you want to overcome the stigma of people thinking that you don't have other options right but that's not the real stigma is it the real stigma is judging you doing sex work sex acts sexual content for the public that's the real judgment that you face, right? Right. There, there's a lot of judgments about it, but people have a lot of stigmas around sex workers that we only had this as the only option or we have issues or we only did it for the money versus actually knowing that, like, I did this because I desire to. Whoa. So if you're confused, uh, Courtney quit being a Catholic school teacher to become a porn star. She quit being a teacher to start her OnlyFans. She said God told her to do it. She said God's message has been abundantly clear. I'm here to be a porn star. This is my way of serving. I'm showing others that pleasure and our sexual expression, even in porn and sex work, aren't meant to contradict God or exist separately from God. They are unified with God and holy. How many holes? See, pornos have a holy trinity, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that holy trinity is mouth, vagina, anus. Also, as crazy as it sounds, porn stars and religious folks actually have more in common than you think. Why do religious folks and porn stars kneel? Envy gear, would you like to guess? Shh, I don't know. <laughs> well, they both kneel because porn stars are waiting for the first coming and religious folks are waiting for the second coming. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's creative, though. I really, I really feel like I'm judging. <laughs> I really feel like I'm judging uh, which the good book tells me not to do. Do not judge, or you will be judged. But I'm not really judging because I don't really care. This is just, you know, a, a great story. I actually find this story hilarious, but it also saddens me because only in America would a person get paid more for swallowing kids than she does for educating them. All right. The more I think about it, I Jesus. really have no reason to give this woman donkey today. Okay. We can't say God works in mysterious ways and then criticize someone for how God talks to them, okay? Not to mention, even as a porn star, while spreading her legs, she will still be spreading the word because she will be calling for our creator while she is doing her public service. Now, 
Before Jesus. y'all report me, before y'all report me to the FCC, I was about to report you. That wasn't a woman having sex. Okay, that was a woman who came face to face with a trio of humpback whales in Hawaii. Oh, okay, that's a fact. Okay, <laughs> that was that was a right. woman who came face to face with a trio of humpback whales in Hawaii. I can only assume that's how Courtney will sound when she comes face to face. Are from the back with a trio of three wise men from the east. Okay, the Lord said, "Come as you are." All right, but as a Catholic school teacher, I guess she felt she wasn't coming enough. So I'm calling an audible, Courtney. You are in the clear because after I have had this conversation with myself and said this out loud, I don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. So please give all you sick individuals who think this woman is doing something wrong the biggest hee haw. What's wrong with y'all? Mm. The woman got an anointing. So Courtney's a Catholic school teacher mm-hmm. that doesn't want to teach anymore. She quit. And become a porn star. That's right. You want to play a game? <laughs> no, I do not <laughs> want to play. You don't want to play a game? game? I, no, I don't want to play. The credits are rolling on BET right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I can't, you know. And they can't clear the music for the Guess What Race It Is on BET. But what is she? White, hmm. I think. You think? I mean, from what I've seen. Courtney. Yeah, well, Courtney yeah. could be black, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for that. White don't. Jesus told her to quit her job. There you go. Okay, as All a right. teacher to become a porn star. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, shout to everybody on BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That's right. We'll see if y'all can clear that one with standards. All right. Now, everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Our co-host, my wife, Gia, is here. We have a book that came out today, the paperback to our book, Real Life, Real Love, our national bestseller. And we're going to ask, 800-585-1051, all the married couples out there, this is the question. Before I got married, I wish somebody told me what? Mm. That is the question. 800-585-1051. We'll take your calls. Mine is, before I got married, I wish somebody told me my wife was always going to be late. Wow. Was I late this morning? Except this morning. Well, she is Jamaican. (laughs) It's not a stereotype if it's true. (laughs) Jamaican's always late. It's not a stereotype if it's true. Hold on. I've never heard that stereotype. Oh, yes. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I, didn't hear, I heard Jamaicans were lazy. I heard they were... I ain't never wow. heard that one. I ain't never heard that one. I've never heard Jamaicans. I've actually heard the opposite. Jamaicans are not lazy. Oh, they have mad got jobs. Three yeah, jobs. Three don't jobs. you three jobs. Yeah, That's right. right. In living color. All right, so I take off the lazy. lazy. I heard they was always late. Yeah. No, nah, I didn't hear late. But anyway, before I got married, I wish somebody told me what. Let's open up the phone lines and talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Gia, here. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Now, uh, we have a, a national best-selling book that's on out today on paperback, Real Life, Real Love. So if you get a chance to go out there and get it, you can order it on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever you purchase your books. And she's here today, and we're opening up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Before I got married, I wish somebody told me this. Mm. That is the question. So we'll start with you, Gia. Before you got married, I wish somebody told you what? That it wasn't a cakewalk. Mm. That it wasn't as easy as television and fairy tales make it out to be. That mm-hmm. it takes diligence and day-to-day hard work and dedication. I'm not that easy? There are times that you are. But the overarching idea of mm-hmm. marriage isn't easy because there's so many different layers to it. 
Okay. There's love. There's family. There's the business aspect of it. That's right. There's 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 so many things to peel back, mm-hmm. and each one of those layers have sublayers. Mm-hmm. So those are things that you have to consider before you decide to say I do. Before you w- walk down that aisle, because most people when they envision marriage, they think more about the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, they think of the spectacle of it and the beautiful dress, the bachelorette party, and that's all so exciting. But when those days are over, you're back from your honeymoon and you have to dig your heels in, then you start running into problems. And you have to know how to navigate those problems. And if you didn't learn from your parents, as an example, where do you learn from? And just like I said earlier, people turn to the wrong people for advice, people that aren't qualified to give them advice. And a lot of times the actions that people take to deal with those problems aren't rooted in reality. It's not rooted in in actuality it's not mm-hmm. rooted in trust so they don't know what to do so what do they do they act out of emotion mm-hmm. and when you act out of emotion nine times out of ten it's a bad reaction and it's going to garner a bad result so i think that people have to make it very very um they have to be very proactive about learning about marriage before they decide to say i do Wow, I just want to put that out there, that real life, real love paper book is right now, and we discuss all that. Good pl- good plug, good segue. Now, what about you, Charlamagne? Uh, I wish uh, I wish people told me nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's, mean? On, I, I don't, I, I, it's because it's on the job training, like, mm-hmm. and everyone's experience is different. Mm-hmm. You know, what works for you may not work for me, and there's no one set way to do this marriage thing. Like, marriage is not one size fits all. Marriage is a tailor-made, custom outfit that is exclusive to you and your significant other. So you can tell me your experiences, but don't tell me how my marriage is going to be because you really don't know because you're not me and you're not my significant other. I don't think that's an... an, I don't think that's inherently true because there are things that are right and wrong. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it's so interesting to me that a lot of times married people engage in the wrong behavior Mm -hmm. knowing damn well that it's wrong Mm -hmm. and I do think that there are things that they're not educated to know before they get married so I do think that you know there are things that a person even without the experience of being married can share with you to help you navigate your marriage Mm -hmm. you know even if I agree even if they don't walk the same walk as you yeah I guess for me it's like when things go wrong mm-hmm. you'll have people be like well i would have did this and i would have did that but you not that's ridiculous us. right yeah right you know right so, right so you know in, in that aspect i'm like you can't tell me how to do, do my marriage but is there something that someone could have told you before that you got before you got married that could have helped you something that maybe you just didn't really realize i don't know you know i also don't know because i didn't see a lot of uh healthy marriages right. coming mm-hmm. up you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like my mom and dad got a divorce damn near all my aunts got divorced you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I mm-hmm. didn't really see a lot of relationships I saw a lot of long relationships that didn't work last right mm-hmm. you know so they were together for a long time but then they all decided to go separate ways so I didn't really see I didn't really have too many healthy relationships to look at mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. so I think that kind of like answers the question in a sense mm-hmm. maybe someone couldn't have told you something but you probably would have benefited from good examples good examples yes. absolutely mm-hmm. let's go to the phone lines hello who's this Yo, this B from Carolina, man. What's up, B? Talk to us. What's what up, B? Before you got married, you wish somebody told you what? Yo, before I got married, promise you I wish somebody told me it's more to it than just cheating. Like, I thought as long as I was faithful, everything else would be good. What? Wait, what was the last thing he said? <laughs> he said I as just... long as he was faithful, he thought everything would be good. So what's what's going wrong? What's the matter? What's, what, what, what's, 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 what's bad in, in a relationship, I should say? 
yeah, I'm gonna say it'd be it'd be a little thing like you know, they want they want to be like hell another time at night. They want to just know who you take up, who you talking to, what time you're gonna be home, what time you leave it. And I'm just like, it's a little, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, I don't cheat, so why we... So you don't want her to care? You don't want her to care is what you're saying? That sounds like care. You don't want to hold her at night? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I say, hold on now. I say all the time. I said sometimes, you know what I mean? It's It's just like... Sometimes that's cool, but sometimes if you trust in your person and your other base and everything, man. Nowadays, nowadays people not checking where you are because they concern you out doing dirt. They checking where you are because the world is crazy. The world is crazy, crazy. Hello, who's this? Hi, hi. Good morning. This is Yannick from Miramar, Florida. Hey, Yannick from Miramar. Good morning, good morning. So two things. Go. Firstly, as it relates to um Jamaican I always late, I can't testify with that hundred percent. I'm Jamaican and I'm always late no matter what. See Rashawn, apparently it's in my blood. But Gia's always late too. So y'all are y'all are on the same plane. You but should go, go easier on me then. Yes, and then as it as it relates to the husband question, I did not know that I would have been my husband mate. Oh, you made. You got to do the cleaning, the cooking, and everything. I got to do everything. If you're going on vacation, I have to be packing for him. I got to pick up his socks because, you know, he gets home. He takes off his socks all over, leave them. Even the dog is even much more um, helpful than he is. Well, <laughs> what, well, what does he do? Yeah, I was going to say, do you, do you work? And I work. And I work and I go to school full-time. And plus, we have three kids. But he's like an additional kid. Well, now you got three jobs. You work, you go to school, <laughs> and you're the maid. Tell me about it. He says because he does the yard work, he can't do the yard work and the housework. That's true. I agree. That sounds like y'all are uh, no. equally distributing duties. Okay, let's just be reasonable here. Yard work is not a daily job. It's a exactly. tough job. Yard That's work, my point. You don't cut the grass work. every single day. We have a yard, and it gets maintained once or twice a week. You can do the yard work. Exactly. Would you want to cut the grass? You don't sound like a yard woman. <laughs> no, I'm not. But you know, that does not say you cannot help me around the house because you have to cut the, the lawn. So, what are you going to do about it? You're disgruntled. She you don't do like the situation that you're in. What are you going to do about it? I complain all the time, but then it's like you complain today, you help, but then next week it's like a whole different story over again. So why why don't you stop? Because she gives him the Jamaican D, and then she's happy after. You mean she gets the yeah? But then you know, but oh, you know, all those Jamaicans are very like OCD when it comes to cleaning. So like, even though you complain, is that at the end of the day you have to get it done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you one question, Nick? Mm-hmm. Are you with a Jamaican man? Yes, he's Jamaican as well. Is it true about Jamaican man eating the pum pum? <laughs> <laughs> or or should you say not not eating the pum pum? I mean, they're Chinese Jamaican. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, my mother's half That's Chinese wild. Jamaican. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, that means, that means they, they like rice with good looking um, texture. Oh, they eat unique things? <laughs> and that too. <laughs> they eat unique things is what she's saying. You hear what Giz said? What? <laughs> That what? what you said. Guys, say what you, said you can it, say it. Me and Charlamagne can't. I said it means they eat rice with it. Whoa. <laughs> She's Chinese Jamaican. I'm Chinese Jamaican. <laughs> Chinese Jamaican. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm going to throw that out there. 800-585-1051. We're asking, before I got married, I wish somebody told me what. We're taking your calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning. I know it, man. I am it. I'm in the 
Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're opening up the phone lines and asking 800-585-1051. Before I got married, I wish somebody told me what. Hello, who's this? This is Jeremiah. Now, before I got married, I wish somebody told me what, Jeremiah? How hard it is to compromise and come to agreement. Mm, you what? didn't know that beforehand? I didn't know how hard it was. That, like, because... I learned that women don't listen a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a conclusion that you came to, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it is true though because now, now this day and age, women have came to like it's like independent only them by themselves. Like mm. they don't need a dude for anything or 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 anything like that. I don't hear that as much as I used to when Beyonce was single. <laughs> When Beyonce was out here doing independent women and all of that, like that's when women were really on that. I don't hear that as much no more. I hear women saying they want a partner. That's no, what I, I hear it a lot. I actually, I feel like I hear it more now. Really? Yeah, a lot of women claiming their independence, and you hear a lot. I don't need a man. Mm. I don't need a man. I can do it for myself. And I think that makes a lot of men feel um, off put mm -hmm. by women because it's like, well, if you don't need me, then what am I here for? And truthfully, everyone wants to feel needed. We'll cut you on grass. Man, we'll go, 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 go. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Good morning. Where you calling from? The Met, South Carolina. Eight oh three. All right. So we're asking. Before I got married, I wish somebody told me what, Nicole. Um, I wish somebody had told me that you got to communicate about like literally everything. So I've been single. I was single for seven years before I married my husband. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't even just go to like happy hour afterwards. And it's not a bad thing. I just. It's just a new thing that no. I just communicate to him every you, single time that yes. I go someplace. You marry now. You yes. go into the club, you go into the bar, you go into a restaurant. Let me know so I know you're safe. I know where you're at. I ain't got to worry and think about where you're at. She's no, I get it. I get it. It's just, it's just different. She's like, I did not know that I was going to lose all of my freedom. You do. Well, not your freedom, but it's just somebody <laughs> no, cares no, about actually, you. No, actually, it's freedom. It's freedom where you are free to do as you please without having to consent with someone else. Correct. And um, and I, I mean, again, it's an adjustment for me being single for seven years and then um, getting married. And I'm like, dang, all I did was just go to the bar. But nope. I understand why, though. Nicole, where are you going after work today? <laughs> I'm on the track practice. I, I'm a coach. Oh, uh, well, you better go. You better go. Where, where you coach? You coach where at? Um, at Sumter, South Carolina. What, what, do you, what do you what do you train? I'm sorry. But what, what 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 sports do you train? What what what? Uh, track. I know she trapped, but what? Oh, uh, what event? What, um, what event? Specifically, sprint. Oh, word. I'm gonna send my son down to you now. He just he he's not doing football. He's doing track, and he's like number two in New Jersey. But he needs some training because he's only been doing it for a year from football. I'm gonna send him down to you for a week. We can get him right. I'm serious. <laughs> All right, hold, hold, stay on the line. Hold on. Yeah. All right. I don't even know if we can trust her. She might be a killer or something like that. But we are gonna send Logan down there since Logan want to talk about he the man in the house. So we gonna send his ass down there. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello, it's Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you calling from, Brandy? I'm calling from San Antonio, Texas. Okay, we're asking. Before I got married, I wish somebody told me what. Uh, man, that is definitely um, on the job training. As Sean Lemayne has said, it's uh, marriage is a full time, no days off job. Mm -hmm. You, um, I wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> That is real work. That is not just, you know, you get married and everything is hunky-dory. You, you got to continue to work on it every day. Right. 
How long you been married? Both parties got to be able to put in the work. That's right. Um, we've been together 21 years, married 12. See, okay. that's a long time. And then y'all got forever. And technically, you should have forever to go, right? But let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Does it feel yeah. like the way that you said it? Does it feel like marriage is like the old ball and chain? Or are you spinning it in a positive way? Um, now, changing generational curses with the kids, um, I'm trying to change things. Uh, it's more of a sitting down, talking about if they get into trouble, like... um. Uh, a lot of times you'll find in the marriage, uh, both parents, they don't have the same co-parenting. Mm-hmm. So that's a very tough when you don't have the same co-parenting. You got daddy's girl over here. You got mama's boy over here. Mm-hmm. It makes it kind of hard being pulled. So we have to come together and sit and talk like, hey, we got to get on the same page with one another. Because you'll have one say, yeah, sure, go ahead and do that. And you have the other one say, no. Nah, oh, that's so real. That. But that's why you got to have conversations with the kids, too, and tell the kids, don't do that. Don't divide us. But also, as parents, if one of the kids come to you about something, the first thing I do is go to mama. Absolutely. Or I hit her and say, did you send your mama this? Or did you tell your mama this, too? Don't try to don't get me in no trouble, because then I'm going to get yelled at. Oh, see, well, what I do is I go go ask your mama. And then mama usually come back, and, and then mama call me and say, hey, this, that, and the other. I don't want to get in between that's right. y'all. That's nope. right. Nope. Because our right. kids do that. Mama tell them no, and then they'll come sneak and be like, "Hey, Dad, can that, I do this?" That happened to me. This, that happened to me this morning, and Mama already said no. But you trying to trick Daddy? That's right. You know what I mean? That email. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ain't about to get me in no trouble. That was a well executed. It was amazing. Plan. She deserves. She deserves a gift. I I agree. Yeah. But Mama, Mama said no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she wrote. That's you all she wrote. wrote. You wasted that's your it. time. That's it. Well, what's the moral of the story? I think the moral of the story is uh, marriage is the moral of the story is go buy real life, real love, man. There you go. There you go. Thank That's the you. book right now. It's the best selling book. Real life, real life, uh, real life, real love. Life lessons of joy, pain, and the magic that holds us together. It's out right now on paperback. So pick it up uh, right now. Amazon, wherever you buy books. And when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you guys about Tiana Taylor. Uh, how she felt uh, Pharrell could have been more of a help in this industry. We'll explain it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Gia with us this morning. Hello, 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 beautiful people. And I want to say that this is the first day that I've worked here that Charlemagne hasn't flirted with me. First of all, I don't. I be was flirt- wondering about Red, that am I myself. Lying, Red? He, Red. Didn't, he didn't make. Red, who who switched up the energy? Because I don't be flirting. I told him I'm not playing gay this year. I was definitely going to make mention of this. It's you. I think it's first day. That's first him. Day. First day, and we ain't even think about it. He did say one thing when I was when I what was in I the say? office. I was about to get a water. He said, "You better not bend down over here and get boy, that water." Shut up! Why nobody say nothing stupid like that? Boy, if you don't stop, All why right. would you tell that lie on the radio? I was waiting morning? outside the door. I heard it. See, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Scissor. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has it. Pull out a name and gossiping. That's the show. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. On the Breakfast Club. Now we got to congratulate SZA. She scored her first Billboard Hot 100 number one with Kill Bill. Congratulations. That's crazy. That album was number one for like eight weeks this yes. year. The, the whole album was. But that's her first number one single? Yeah. Huh? That's, that that sounds sound crazy. Right. That's her first Billboard Hot 100 number one? That can't be right. Yo. Yes. That's yes. crazy. 
Yeah, so shout to her whole team over there. Shout to uh, Baby Sam. Shout to Puerto Rican Rob. Shout to the whole staff and TDE. They, they did their TDE, thing. Man. Absolutely. That's crazy. Congratulations. Now, uh, Tiana Taylor did an interview with Angie Martinez for the her legendary, podcast. iconic Angie Martinez. Drop on the clues bomb for Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. In Real Life is the best podcast out there mm-hmm. and has been for a minute. Yeah, shout to Angie Ma. Now, they talked about uh, Pharrell. Now, if you don't know, she was signed to Pharrell at 15. She even did uh, My Sweet 16 on MTV with Pharrell and all them. And she talks about how she wished Pharrell would have protected her a little more. I had a really, 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 really deep and honest conversation with Pharrell. Because, mm. you know, that he was the first person mm. to sign me. And to me, as a 15-year-old, was you didn't protect me. You, you let everybody mis, mishandle me. You know what I'm saying? When I signed to you. So Did he understand that? That's like probably so hard for him to hear that. Just recently shared that with him. And I want to say it might have been like right after Faye came out. So mm-hmm. I was like in a super like just poised, graceful place. It's just kind of like let him know just how proud I was of just us. Knowing him as well as I know him, it wasn't the thing that you did on purpose. You didn't purposely not protect me. You know, he's so gentle, you know, and just kind of just like let everybody push him out the way. And I guess for me, that 15-year-old, that girl just needed you to, to push for me more. Mm. Wow. Let me tell you something, man. If you want to hear in-depth, uh, vulnerable conversations where guests completely let their guard down, listen to In Real Life podcast uh, with Angie Martinez. There's mm-hmm. nobody who makes their guests more comfortable than Angie Martinez, man. Yeah, they also talk about the fade video and you know, the fact that she didn't even know it was uh, coming out. Like It seems like every time you got to the door... Is slammed in your face. Mm. That was the feeling that I was having. You get what I'm saying? Even all the way down to Fade, to do Fade and be like, this is it. Fade was fire. Exactly. Another and I moment. I feel like right after Fade, the album should have dropped. It was always something. So I was like, what were these moments and who were these moments really for? That's real. Who were they you know? for? Do you know? I don't know. Like even when Fade came out, I, I told you, I didn't, I didn't know. I watched myself on a VMAs have one of the biggest moments of my career sitting on my couch. In Atlanta, watching the VMAs. And what's happening inside? Is that anger? Is that disappointment? I don't even think that it was anger. It may have hit a little later Mm -hmm. because I think I was also trying to still process everything. You got to understand when that video came out, my life literally changed overnight. I mean, that's real. I mean, the fade moment was definitely a moment for Kanye because that's his record. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But Kanye didn't think it through and, you know, and and say to himself, I'm going to promote my record on the VMAs, but this is also my artist. Maybe let's drop a record. You know, the very next day on on Tiana on, on Taylor, Tiana Taylor mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's been her whole career. I, I don't think she's got the push. I don't think people recognize the talent as they should. Because she's, a, she's Mus- an amazing hey, artist. Hey, musically. musically. But, but here's the thing, though. I don't wonder. It's, it's, a, it's not a disconnect with Tiana in the industry. It's more of a disconnect with Tiana in the consumer, right? Because the consumer be saying how much they love these people, but mm-hmm. when these people drop a project, do you go support it? Right. Do you go buy it? Yeah, same thing with Chloe <laughs> Bailey. Yeah, you're right. It's like, but it's, it's crazy, though, because everybody raves about Tiana Taylor. That's right. Mm-hmm. Everybody admires her. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about her. So, you know, support, as someone though, that's yes. just sitting back and watching, I've often thought to myself, like, damn, why doesn't she pop off the way that she should? I, I think it's All that consumer. talent, all that beauty, all that charisma. Why isn't she in the place that she's supposed to be in? I think yeah. it's the consumer. Because when she drops music, the music is great. It's always but great. the consumer doesn't go out there and get it. SZA had a number one album for eight weeks in a row still selling just had a number one single why do you think that is because of the consumer it's just so sad because she's become so disheartened Mm -hmm. that 
you know, at that time, she retired. Yeah, she retired at she that retired. time. She retired. Yeah. You well, know? She's still retired as far as musically is concerned. She mm-hmm. said she said she might come back, but right now she's in the acting. And she also talks about her relationship with her husband. Huh? Oh, re- oh re- at any point, do you with feel God, I'm just sorry. like, why do I keep doing this? It's clearly not meant to be. Like, do you ever get in your head that way? Yeah, I have those moments. But the, the great thing about how I handle myself is I have that moment. And once I let it all out, I then have my conversation with God. And I'm like, just breathe into me, Lord. And I think that that's the amazing part about having a relationship with God. Because I think people think it's just like, okay, get on your knees, put your hands together and say a prayer. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's really about just having real conversations with him. Like, I done got up in a conversation with him. Tight. You know, like, I made it hit him with a yo. Like, yo, father, like, what you, what's my journey? Like, what are we doing? My, like, what, are what we you doing? want me to do? Like, what, what's my higher calling? Like, am I here? Like, what, what, what do you see for me? Tiana is fine. Okay, mm-hmm. she's got a great career in so many different areas, from music to acting. She's gonna continue to grow, movie directing, video directing. I feel like I just saw something with. She's creative director for Lotto now. Am yeah, I making Lotto this up? Now. Yeah, so oh. now uh, Lotto's on tour, so she's actually uh, directing and choreographing uh, Lotto's set. That's right. So all the dances and all that. So drop a bomb for Tiana right. Taylor. Don't be surprised if one day you see Tiana Taylor winning a winning a, uh, a Oscar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for directing or acting. You, you just never know. Tiana gonna be more than fine. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. The People's Choice mixes up next, and I gotta remind you, May twenty eighth, my car show. We heading to Memphis, and I'm bringing the whole family out. Gear's gonna be there. You hanging out with me in Memphis, right? Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. That's right. The kids will be out there. So it's a family fun day. We're going to be having calls from Young Dolph. We're going to have his whole fleet. We're going to be celebrating his life. Key Glock, 50 Cent, Bun B, My Cause, uh, and a host of others. If you haven't got your tickets, get them now. Tickets uh, uh, for kids are five and under are free. So get them now. Click the link in my bio. And the People's Choice Mix is up next. Jackson asked. He said, Mom... Does daddy bring the rides from state to state? <laughs> the jumpies and everything? Does does he bring that? Like, how does he get it there? We do. <laughs> well, you, he wanted to know if you physically, oh, physically were transporting the Ferris wheels and, you know, the swinging arc and, you know, all of that from state to state. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. 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 The other day I told him that, you know, the, the that, you know, when I was a child, we'd have to use, we'd have to run on a plane to get the plane to go up in the air. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I was just messing with him. I was like, you know, in my day, we'd have to use our feet to get the plane in the air. We'd have to run real fast. Like a Flintstone? Yeah, like a Flintstone. Man, shut up. <laughs> I definitely told him that. He was like, Mom said you're lying. Mom said you're fibbing. I was like, no, it's true. I even showed him yeah, a video. He's not allowed like, to use the word lying. I said, fibbing. He definitely said fibbing or telling an untruth. That's right. Well, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's tough to find that right person especially when it comes to hiring for an open role. With ZipRecruiter's matching technology, makes it easy to find and invite great candidates to apply to your jobs. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our co-host, Gia, joining us today. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Now, how was your day? How, how was uh, how was your waking up early in the morning and, and rocking out with us in the morning? I mean, I got to end up here and have a good time with you guys, so it was absolutely worth it. Even though I only got one hour of sleep, but That's I have right. to say, it went by so quickly. This doesn't feel as though it's been as long as I've been sitting here. That's right. Having a good time. Thank you. And we got to remind the people that the national bestseller is out today. Real Life, yes, Real Love. Indeed. It's out on paperback. So pick it up. Uh, Amazon Books, wherever you buy your books. You can go to Barnes & Nobles. Whatever it may be, get the book. It's about relationship. Me and my wife, we've been together. How long have we been together? 
29 years on October 8th when you asked me to be your girlfriend. That's right. 29 years and we've been married 22 years. <laughs> 22 years um, in a couple weeks. In a couple of weeks. So, what you got yeah. planned for me? Hmm? What you got planned for me? You got a car show. What we doing? The car show. Wait, what? What's yeah, the date yeah. of the car show? No, no, no. It's, Damn, uh, you took the anniversary money and put it into the car <laughs> show thing? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I just want to know what we eating that day. No, no. We're going out to Atlanta. We got to do the um, R&B Soul Picnic. That's Mother's Day weekend. So it's like a huge picnic in Atlanta with a bunch of artists. Oh, so that's a go? Yeah, So yeah, that's yeah. where we're going to be spending Mother's Day and our anniversary? That's right. Did you ask her if that's what I, she wanted to do I'm for Mother's Day? I'm kind of on the Day? same time as you. And your anniversary? I'm definitely on the same time. That sounds crazy. Wow. Bro. I just got deboed. Let me tell you, look, look. <laughs> that's how much we're getting paid. All right, let's go. See? <laughs> <laughs> Wheels up. Wheels up. Yeah, but we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. I'm surprised. Thank I thought you. for sure you were going to be late. I had a, a backup plan just in case you were late. Y'all didn't come together? That? Yeah, we did, but I had a backup plan because I thought for sure she was going to be late this morning. Oh. I would have bet my life on it no, you were going to be really? late this morning. Yes. I told you, like, I'm not playing any games. This is your job. This isn't dinner. This isn't meeting the friends out for drinks. This is your job. No, so all I got to say is this is our job and you'll be on time? I mean, you wouldn't be able to convince me of that, but yes. Jesus. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. Gia, our co-host, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. All right. And again, the book is out right now. Real Life, Real Love. National bestseller. This is the paperback version. So pick it up if you haven't got the other one. I'll get them both. And uh, we appreciate you guys for riding with us and supporting us. Are we ever going to get back to doing the podcast? Everybody hits me all the, the time crew? about the podcast. Yeah. I know. I know. You just keep having kids. So I just I can't, <laughs> can't, can't do the podcast. It's on you. I need you to commit. Commit right here so that I can hold you accountable to what you commit to. We just built the studio. I know. So when are we going to start taping? It's up to you. It's not up to me. I tell you every week, get it situated. I want to start tomorrow. filming. This sounds like the podcast. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, yeah, tomorrow? Absolutely. I was a joke. It can't be tomorrow. But um, the weekend. We can do it on the weekend. Do you promise? No, because I don't know if the kids got games. Are Jesus you out of Christ. town this weekend? Friday. You're out of town on Friday? And then Saturday, we have a gallon. All right. Theater. Let's shoot an episode or two or five. Over day? the weekend. Can't do it. Friday, I'm out of town. Saturday, we have the gala with Thea. Sunday, maybe oh. Sunday. Why did you even ask? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Right? People hit me in It kind of seems like a moot point, right? right. Yes. Jesus Christ. Soon. It's going to come soon. Soon, <laughs> soon come. Very, yeah, everybody is asking if it's over. It's definitely not over. Soon come. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, but before I do the positive note, man, I know this is a late notice, but you know, um, we all know one of my favorite authors of all time is Judy Bloom. And uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, comes out this Friday. And uh, tonight, I'm, I'm having a special screening of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's actually called Girl Dads in Bloom. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. if you are a father and you want to bring your daughter uh, to this special screening of Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, call right now. It's at it's at eight o'clock tonight in New York City. If you're in New York, New York only. So eight o'clock tonight. If you're in New York, um, call us right now. And it's first come, first serve. So uh, I'll put a couple of y'all on um, the list tonight. Okay. The list for the night is at eight o'clock. If you want to go, if you're in New York City and you want to take your daughter to see, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Are you and your wife and your daughter want to go see it? Whatever it is, uh, just just hit us up right now and we'll put you on the list. And that's eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. That's right. That's right. That possible though? I'm only gonna take like four people though. Maybe six. It just depends. Just okay. call call right now. First come, first serve. Yes. The positive note is simply this, man. Uh, people hate when they can't get under your skin. Okay. I'm at peace. And you're in pieces. Stay blessed, though. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? 
The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.